Welcome to The Coach's Wife 308. I'm your host, Megan Spargo. Here, we're going to be exploring everything from personal development, health, and wild new ideas from the curious perspective of a small-town coach's wife. If you're curious like me, you're in the right place. Let's get on with today's episode. I'm glad you're here with me today. Happy New Year. I'll say it again to you. I know we have some fun things to talk about today. Yeah. So first of all, I mean, I think the topic that we have today is super thought-provoking and captivating, but I also really like your journey uh, when you talk about like how you got there. So first, what I'd like you to talk about is tell us about the Sacred Women's Collective just a bit. Just give us a little teaser and then kind of talk about who you were before your exposure and then kind of what happened next. Okay. Um, So the Sacred Women Collective is, it's, I'm a branch. So Sacred Women Collective Nebraska is a branch. There's, I think we're up to six branches now, but it's, it's kind of a network of women who come together to um, explore self-love, healing practices, spirituality, um, you know, all the good stuff that we don't get get a lot of exposure to um, or, or it's limited. Um, so we kind of just come together. Some some people are practitioners that, that come together. Some are just regular folks. And the, we meet at monthly, um, sun, we call them sunset circles. Um, but then we also host retreats worldwide and, and do like just gatherings like that. So, so that's... That's, I love that you're telling us that. So tell us about you, who you are, and then um, I know you're a catalyst, so you can kind of, yeah, tell us what led you to even some, like a spark of interest in the Sacred Woman's Collective. Well, I just just wrote a blog about this, actually. I, I said, if you would have asked me six months ago, or if you would have told me six months ago that this is where I would be, I would have laughed. I would have, I, I literally could not have even imagined this path. So I think it all started, it was about two, two and a half years ago, I was working, I was a nonprofit executive director um, at a local nonprofit and I loved my job. I thought I had found my purpose. I, I loved doing, we worked with victims of domestic and sexual violence, you know, helping them and coordinating community response. And I, like I said, I loved my job and then I was selected as the woman of achievement in our community for social services. And I was honored. And I, I mean, I, I am very honored. But I remember like going home that night and thinking, I should, I should feel better. <laughs> like I, sh- I should feel like I should, I should feel something different <laughs> than what I'm feeling. I had been doing some meditation and stuff like that. And so I kind of just tucked it away, you know, didn't think much about it. And then I took a week off of my job and I was ready to go back. And it was the first time since I had worked there that I, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go back. I was, I just, I, I wasn't, and I had spent the whole week like meditating and just like connect, like just kind of decompressing and connecting. And so I kind of was like, I, I need to find a different, I need to find something different. And so I left that job and that was, that was hard. Cause like I said, I thought it was my life's purpose. I thought this is where I was meant to be. 
And I kind of took a job that was like completely 180 different, very slow paced, work by myself, you know, like said, completely different. And then it was about a month or two into it. My husband's like, you're a completely different person. And it was, I don't think I had realized like how much that job had weighed on me. And then, um, you know, I worked in this job I'm in now for a little over a year got invited to go to the catalyst. And I was thinking like, what am I, I'm not doing a very important job. Like, I don't feel like, like what am I catalyst? Like, how am I a catalyst? You know, like, okay. Mm-hmm. And didn't know what I was going to do. Um, so I had had this idea of exploring um, feminism. It's particularly in rural areas. And I think feminism, and we can, you know, expand on that it, it sometimes has a negative connotation so i decided to the have other f word right it is um <laughs> it's my other favorite f word but um <laughs> so i decided to explore feminism and there was this retreat that popped up and i i just started following sacred woman collective on on tiktok and i was it just kept like coming back to me and so i decided to, as part of that it was a spirituality like awakening retreat. And I thought, you know, spirituality for, for me has always been connected to religion. So, you know, like, what does that, like, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean? I don't, I did, I really didn't even know what I was signing up for. (laughs) And anyway, so I went to the retreat and uh, yeah, like you want to talk about an awakening, like complete, complete um, change in, in my whole being, if you will. Um, that's just a very- massive transformation. <laughs> but it, but it was it was it was a four day, and it was just yeah, like I said, it was it was completely transformative. And I just kept thinking, more people need to do this. Like, like mm-hmm. we need to like more people need to experience this. And so I kind of sat with that, and then kind of just took the big giant leap um, to to bring the brand, to bring a branch here to Nebraska. So congratulations, that's awesome. There's a few things that I want to unpack in there. And one thing that's sticking out to me right now is, you know, I know that you are working with victims of domestic violence and and sexual abuse. And I mean, I think that is a very different lens. You know, that's one lens that you can look at, especially when you're advocating for women. And so you kind of have the spark for feminism. And when you found the Sacred Woman Collective, you know, I, I think people who who don't like kind of go down this path don't really understand the difference, but did you kind of um, feel a little bit, look at feminism, I guess, through a completely different lens, more empowering, I would almost say, and more empowering lens of, I mean, people who are victims of domestic violence and sex, they are 100% victims. I mean, they have been hurt by people mm-hmm. and then kind of, you know, getting exposed to this thought of like healing and empowerment. They're just, they're two sides. They're just, you know, they're yeah. two sides of, of a coin. Yeah. And, you know, part of me wonders, and we talked about this a little bit in our pre-record, how important was it for you to be in that job that you are, where you made a massive impact, but you were really on the side of a lot of discomfort. And so, and and I think with those jobs, and I've had nothing like that, but I've worked in jobs before where I'm super excited and, um, just ready to go. 
And I feel like I did a lot. And then all of a sudden I just hit a, hit a point where I'm like, I don't have anything more to give in this area. I'm, I'm tapped out completely. And, you know, I, I kind of felt it coming a little ways, but I'm like, no, this is important work. This is important. I need to stay on it. But um, then I just got to the point where I'm like, I can't, like, I'm not even good to do this anymore because I had just given so much. Um, and so I, I think there's so much value that you can extract from that experience because I do think you are so impactful. Do you think that that did lead you to the path of finding finding the Sacred Women Collective and almost like owning your your femininity? Because I do feel like, I mean, there was definitely times in my life until maybe like as early as 2018, 2019, that so many parts of being a woman, I felt like I almost had to hide or suppress because society viewed them as frivolous or silly or completely unimportant. And then all of a sudden, you know, that the awakening that I had was, oh, this is the essence of who I am. And the world needs all of this whatever that people have deemed unimportant or silly or, you know, all of it. And I was, for the first time, able to own it in a new way and accept, you know, all of these pieces that I, I hadn't accepted before. And I found that to be very healing. I talked a lot just now, but yeah, I guess I'm wondering, do you feel like that you kind of just stepped on a path that led you to the Sacred Woman Collective by yeah. going through the nonprofit route? Yeah, I think it did. You know, obviously I, obviously working in that with, with the program I did, I mean, I, it was one I, I worked there when I was very, like my early twenties, I had to take a job that I needed insurance <laughs> and, but I still volunteered. And then I came back, yeah. you know, to, to that work. So, I mean, obviously I spent much of my adult life, you know, helping and in, in, in that work. And, you know, obviously that's a very feminist sort of work, if that makes sense. Right. Um, you know, you, you you're kind fighting, of, you almost have to fight. Yeah. It's a people. very, yeah, it's, it's a very strong, like you have to like, be willing to have difficult conversations with, with people of yeah. authority at times. And I mean, mm -hmm. especially when you're, when you're talking with systems and, and trying to get them, you know, systems to respond better and, you know, all, all the, all the wheels turning in the right direction to help, you know, and, and it was, it was, it was a lot, you know, and, and I went into it like, I'm, I'm going to change the world. Like I, I'm gonna like, I had my superhero cape on and, and I was, I was ready to go. And, when I stepped back and it was right before, like right around that time, I, I was having coffee with a friend and she was in um, a pr prevention work, like with substance abuse, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And we had this entire conversation of, so, you know, she's preventing substance abuse. I'm trying to prevent violence, but like, in essence, you're just trying to get, like, we just want people to, to live healthier and better. And, you know, like, heal and healed, I guess, you know, yeah. and how, how do we do that? Like how, cause I mean, like prevention is really just about resiliency and, you know, incorporating that into our, into our communities and, and what, what does that look like? And I was like, we just need to have, like, we need to get women to come together. Cause I just feel like women are the caretakers of the 
of the universe, really. And mm -hmm. we need women to come together, but we need women from all different walks of life. And somehow we need to come together and we need to just, I don't know, we just need to like, just get together and, <laughs> and like talk. And like, I, I didn't have the words for that. Right, that right. So mm -hmm, I think that mm -hmm. was like part of like my, like I said, I think I had to go through all of that, like to yeah. learn kind of the ugly side uh, <laughs> of, of what it looks to woman. be unhealed and yeah like, um, yeah and repressed what, and yeah and what what our communities can do and systems can do to perpetuate that and make it worse in some cases mm -hmm. and you know so I think I had to kind of learn the the darkness if you will you know mm -hmm. and and not that that job was terrible and all dark um I think I had to to kind of go through that to to fully understand where women of all walks of life were coming from, not just from the, you know, the people in my circle, you know, I had the opportunity to get to know, uh, you know, women and individuals that I, I never in a million years would have <laughs> ha had the opportunity to meet right. and talk to, and, you know, some remarkable, remarkable humans. And so I think, yeah, like I said, I think I had to go through that path and then, sure. I kind of got to, yeah, like I said, you know, I got to that point where I was like, I, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm just like hit repeat, rewind, repeat over the conversations I'm having. And oh, that just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And, you know, you know, like I said, I, I felt kind of lost for a minute. And then, yeah, like I said, through, through the retreat and like the spirituality practices, and I've been working on energy healing, which that's a whole different <laughs> Oh, that's a whole different thing. I thought I was all good. And, <laughs> you know, and you find out, you know, and so then you're like, oh my gosh, I was, I was just writing this down today. I was like, you know, talking about in, in the work with domestic and sexual violence victims, we talked about like vicarious trauma and you're, you know, you're taking on some of their trauma and everything. And I'm like, now I'm kind of thinking that maybe I was having my own, like it was my own, like stuck back in there, like that yeah. I, had not really processed yet, you know. Um, so I can't blame it on that. You know, I can't blame it on other people's. It, it was mine. Right. I gotta, yeah, I know. That's but, that's a hard thing to um, to you know like conceptualize, really. Yeah, yeah. So so I think through this. So so then all of a sudden I'm here with Sacred Woman Collective and I'm doing these circles and it was like it dawned on me I was like oh my gosh I just I literally was talking about this I didn't have the words for it I had to go through this experience I had to somehow get connected down this path and here I am bringing women together of all walks of life we talk about lots of things we realize we're all the same and it's it's that it's that light side that that healing side of feminism now that I get to explore. Yeah. I think that's, that's very exciting because I think, again, I had to, I had to kind of learn the dark to, to get to the lighter side because right. I can, I think I can bring people together from different perspectives because I've had exposure to so many variety, you know, people from all walks of life, all different situations, all different traumas, you know, and to create safe yeah. space for them to, realize that we're just women we're I just mean, women and, and, and worthy us, yeah and we're all worthy and worthy. some people have had terrible things happen with them <clears throat> and they've had the opportunity to heal from that and continue on some people have not had that opportunity how can we like, like provide a space really together? and and help each other heal and grow and 
you know, remove the competition and, and remove the, the barriers and just sit next to one another and, and realize like, there's not much difference between, you know, two, these two people. And so how can we, you know, how can we connect and, and kind of bring the rest of the community with us? Yeah. I mean, even just having a space for, you know, I think for a lot of us, we don't even know what it is that's missing. We don't know what it, you know. And so I think even maybe with you, when you started to kind of like follow this on TikTok, you're like, what is this? I kind of, (laughs) those kind of, they kind of look a little different, but it's interesting. We talked about you being a catalyst. And so Mm -hmm. catalyst is this amazing opportunity here in Nebraska provided by the Sherwood Foundation, Rural Catalyst. So we live out here in the sticks and, you know, people somehow were selected to be in these groups of, I don't know, you know, eight to 11, you know, people, small groups that we spend a year and a half with. And, um, and then we're getting the, given the opportunity to have funding for personal development, but a very important component of that is um, paying it forward and mm-hmm. giving it back. And so, I mean, when, when did you go on your retreat? It was in August. So the end of oh. August. So yeah, not that long and, ago. So, and honestly, part of my, like, I was not anticipating like this. Does that mean like, I was like, I wanted to explore feminism. So I wanted to explore the spirituality piece. Mm-hmm. And then I do have the, a second part coming up where I am going to Seneca Falls, where the first, like, first prohibition, or prohibition, prohibition, (laughs) 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 women's suffrage meeting, where they, suffrage, okay, yes, yeah, not prohibition, (laughs) completely different, (laughs) 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 the the first, the women's suffrage meeting, where, you know, they talked about, like, we, we need the right to vote, like, you know, things like that, so I'm going to go you know, tour that and kind of learn a little bit more about that place. And then I'm going to go tour um, Salem, Massachusetts and kind of learn a little bit about the witch trials and kind of that. And, you know, I had kind of come up with that. Like I didn't, I was, I was blogging about it and I've kind of been lax about that, but I, you know, just like trying to like, do I like, how do I want to like weave all this together and, and kind of ignite a spark for feminism here in rural Nebraska. And I had no idea. And then all of a sudden it's like, I guess this is what I'm going to do. Like, here we are. (laughs) What do you think is the pushback when it comes to feminism? You know, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, I, I, I thought about it for a long time. Like, like, I don't understand. I don't know if it's like you, like people don't understand. They think, I mean, we do live in a very like a male dominated, you know, as mm-hmm. far as businesses and things, you know, like the ag, the ag business, sure. you know, ag, agriculture is v- very, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of, of, um, it's a predominant part of our economy, male, sure. yeah. you know, my, you know, we have like in my community, we have the railroad, which is good. Predominantly right. male. So I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's just, if it's just like culturally, we're just like, why, like, why? Like, I don't understand, you know, like, I don't, I don't understand, but. Do you think um, it comes from like kind of a defensiveness where, uh, I mean, especially after you've kind of explored or, you, and I wouldn't say explored, I mean, you were in it, you know, helping domestic violence and sexual violence victims. Do you think that people kind of get, have like a defensiveness of it, almost like they're mistaking, you know, feminism and, not liking men or, you know, 
thinking it's more of, um, because I mean, when you bring up the patriarchy, I mean, some people will deny that it even exists. And I think, um, I don't know, my personal thought is like, it might just be a defensiveness because there are very good men. And even in this like, you know, agriculture place, I mean, I know that if I'm driving through and I get stuck on the road and I've never met any of them, like I know any of them would help me. Right. And not think, you know, so right. I, I always want to, you know, when I talk about feminism and because I think it's important that we have really good men on board. And I do think that we have um, wonderful men in our community. But I, you know, if they're feeling defensive and, and feeling like, you know, feminism is against them, it's going to be hard to um, bring them in. But I know many of them have wives and daughters that I think they they want to see thrive. And I, I think I started exploring masculine and feminine dynamics just for like relational purposes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I, I looked at like the true essence of the feminine, but what it really made me do, um, is, is definitely, you know, really lean into feminism, but also like really look how like the men in my life can be trusted and where they are stepping through in a really positive way. And, Another thing I had, a, if you want to go back, I'll have to look and see what episode I have with Sarah Lee. And we talk a lot about a lot of the same things mm-hmm. is, you know, that's, there's a massive rise of the feminine. You haven't seen women circles like this, certainly not in Southwest right. Nebraska, you know, right. <laughs> ever. But she said the divine masculine is stepping up. So that means that men are coming through in such a strong, amazing way in a way that they're holding space, they're protective. Um, Mm -hmm. And kind of, you know, I think it would be interesting. I would love to get a man on here who's doing men's work Mm -hmm. to talk about that, that true ends, that true essence um, of the, the really good side or for lack of better word, because I'm a kind of a woo person, that divine masculine Mm -hmm. and, and what that looks like and how that's really being broadcasted, I guess, these days too. Yeah. And, and like, to go back to what you said, like if, if I broke down on the side of the road, like I would feel relatively safe in a rural area to, Mm -hmm. to allow somebody to help. Um, You know, I I went to college, I was at an ag college, a bunch of farm, you know, like felt completely safe all the time. Like they were very, you know, and, and so I think some of the defensiveness comes and and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, obviously not a man, not, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not, (laughs) I don't have that perspective, but, um, I think that they like they feel like they're taking care of us, and I think when we stand yeah. up and say like I I need to explore this feminine like you know the patriarchy and this, and they're just like no mm-hmm. like that's you know I I don't think they realize if that makes sense yeah. you know and that I had this be. whole conversation with my husband mm-hmm. about you know kind of like he's like well what do you mean like feminine like I don't understand I'm like okay so I go what do you like if you were gonna go walk through the park in the middle, like at 11 o'clock at night, what would you do? Like, would you feel safe? Would you feel like, would you feel okay to do it? And he's just like, well, yeah. I'm gonna, I go, well, would you, would you be okay with me doing it? And he's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> right. Why? why is that? You know, I yeah. said, so I, I go, you're coming yeah. from a different place than I am, yeah. you know? And, and I know that you don't hurt people. I know that you're a good person, but I'm, I'm telling you there are, like it, it's not that way, you know, like and it's, all, it's not necessarily individuals. It's kind of like you said, there's been systems in place that are just not helpful and they're right. not serving. And so I think that's what we're asking 
all of us to take a look at yeah. and address. And, and I do think that society has unfairly put a lot of stuff on men that shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be there. And, For you sure. know, so I think feminism is about like throwing out what, what you don't want, like, like, like yeah. looking at what you've been taught, like, like how you've been conditioned by society and all the systems. And I mean, you know, even, you know, social media and sure. movies and, and everything. And just like looking at it from a perspective of like, this is, this isn't how I want. Just questioning to it. You know yeah, what I mean? Just just like, let's just question this from a very right. authentic place. And, and mm -hmm. to feel okay with questioning it. Yeah. Yeah. And to be okay with it. And I mean, just as like the divine masculine, like if you look at divine feminine, and divine masculine, the way we're, brought up, which everybody has a little bit of both, but mm -hmm. the way we're brought up is not really in line with, with either, you know, I mean, honestly, yeah. the way boys are, you know, I guess, the, I guess I feel that like, we're not, we're not brought up that way. And I guess just exploring that a little bit deeper. Yeah. One thing I heard that was interesting, I can't remember who said this, but they did um, a study on when um, girls lose their voice mm -hmm. to be heard. And it's at 11 years old around 11 years old. Do you know when boys lose theirs? Mm -mm. Five years old. Really? Yes. Wow. So um, very like, I mean, some, some very eye-opening things yeah. um, of when like, Hey, don't say that you're not that way or, you know, yeah. Tough enough. Um, don't, you know, yeah. Like all those, yes, yeah. all of that. <laughs> so there's, there's a lot to question just for us to grow. I think in a very like healed, loving way. No, that was a really good conversation. I want to talk about, cause I thought this was, it was just fun to visit with when you were talking about getting ready to go to the retreat and you were driving. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts. Oh, so I was, I was so excited. And then like the week of, I was like, what am I doing? I don't <laughs> even know. Like, I don't, I don't know anybody. Like I am, I don't even know where we're going. Like, I don't like, what am I doing? Like, and so I, I'd rented a car and I was driving from Reno to the, the place up by Lake Tahoe. And I kind of had some time. So I'd walked around this little town and just, you know, kind of just chilling. And then it was like time, like it was time for me to like go to the, the retreat location. And I'm like sitting in the car and I'm just like, I don't know if I want to go. Like I, like I could just go, I could just drive back and I could just get on the airplane and I, I could just not do this. Like, I don't have to do this. Like I, no one will ever know. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? And I really felt like that, like, even after, and they were, they were wonderful people. Like, but even like that first day, I'm just kept thinking like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I don't, I don't like, you know, everyone had been to a retreat before. I had never been to a retreat before. Some people brought like friends with them. I brought no one. Like, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I, I, I went into it expecting something completely different than, than what happened. Okay. <laughs> What did you expect going in? You know, I thought, I thought we would do some self-care stuff, you know, cause, and we, had, you know, in my previous job, you know, working with, with trauma victims, we, we did some self-care stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, some little meditating, you know, maybe some yoga, you know, I, I don't know. I just thought it was, just, I don't know. I just thought it'd be like, oh, it's going to be just like one of those like self-care, like trainings. And then, you know, I guess we'll eat some vegan food and it'll be fine. You know, like, <laughs> I, you know, like, I, I, yeah, there's not like. And what I, what I laugh is, I mean, like everyone there had a completely different experience, you know, like I think you, you are 
you experience whatever you're ready for, you know? And so I had done some, some energy healing work, like right before I went. And so I was kind of carrying that with me. And yeah, I, like I said, I, it was not light and fluffy. It wasn't painful <laughs> by any means, but it was, it was a lot in four days. And I, yeah, it, like I said, I came back and I was like, I don't even know, like, I can't go back to like, yeah normal thing like my like I don't even know who that person was that left and like I couldn't talk about like I had a hard time talking about it with friends and family and I you know because it was just like there's some things to process yeah before you could even really um yeah when you start you start digging into healing and reconnecting with your soul and and you know things like that you're just like they're gonna have they're not gonna, you know, like, like, gonna you know, it's that path. It's like you just almost like you going with the job and the nonprofit working with, you know, the victims. There must be something about you just have to walk through the darkness. You yeah. have to walk through the discomfort to kind of come out on that other side. And, you know, having had, you know, a, a similar experience and sometimes I feel funny even calling it awakening because I don't, but I don't know what else to call it because, but like all of a sudden, like who you were and who you are two very different people. And you have to find a way to reconcile that mm -hmm. and, and bring along what you want from, you know, this older part of your life that you want to fit into this new one. And it's bonkers. It's just some, some very weird um, <laughs> feelings that I can resonate. And, you know, you talked earlier about spirituality and, you know, I grew up Catholic and I was really happy, you know, with that. And I'm still very grateful for that upbringing. And, but there came a point where I kind of just found a new way of thinking that just resonated so much more deeply. There's still, you know, definite parts of, you know, my Catholic Christian upbringing that, that fit, but so much didn't. And, you know, it's like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Like, every, it, it's uprooting. Everything mm -hmm. you thought all of a sudden isn't anymore. And so, um, yeah, I think it's quite a journey. And it's, it's interesting and it, but it getting, just going through it is, it's a tricky little road. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember thinking like, how am I going to tell my husband <laughs> that felt the energy of Lake Tahoe and like kind of sort of had a private conversation <laughs> with it, you know, like we're chums now we're friends, I, like, like we're connected, like, we're like, you know, yeah. and like. And even just like, like I said, going through the energy work, like I, I had a, I had some body coding done. And so he was like, tell me about it. So then I'm telling him about it. It's just like, huh, he's, he's curious, but he's just like, hmm. Yeah. My husband will definitely get to a point where he's like, you're like way up here. I don't know. <laughs> really know what you're talking about. He lost me back there. But um, interestingly, like, totally on board, totally like yeah. cool with what I was going for. My husband did a whole year to enter the church mm. okay. <laughs> for me to be like, yeah, I don't really know if this is what I believe anymore. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> you know. 
That's that's, I'm sure you learned some really good stuff. And, you know, I love the community that church can bring, but it does get kind of hard when you're like, I just don't really believe this part anymore. And I think, you know, we're taught, like, don't question it. You're not supposed to question it. You know, like I remember going through confirmation and I made the mistake of asking where the dinosaurs fit in. (laughs) to the creation story and I got in trouble. <laughs> like almost got the company <laughs> because I like they thought I was being a smart app. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just I just imagine you just ask out of curiosity. I will say that was one thing that it, it was welcomed. Questions were welcomed. Yeah. We also when my religion actually accepted evolution, maybe that was a, a good move. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was just like, I just ask you, I don't know. <laughs> you know? But I think it's okay. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, it's you know, it doesn't have to be this or that. It can be this and that. Like there the is- both and man, yes. I think that was like a big part of like, oh, you know, even when it comes to like feelings, you know, I think as you expand, as you as you grow and mature, all of a sudden you have the capacity to actually experience both feelings even at once. Like mm-hmm. I'm sad about this, but I'm very joyful about this. Mm-hmm. This, you know, and so and like digging into the feelings. And I think that's a part of like the feminine that was really like, Oh, you know, fluff feelings are, but the truth is every single thing that humans do is to experience a feeling. Right. What else are you doing it for? I mean, you're going to try and make money or, you know, make your job work so that you have feelings of freedom or security. I mean, I'm not getting married so that I can make a bunch of kids that can help me run my household, you know, I'm doing it to experience like love and connection. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just reevaluating my, yeah, my experience with feelings. And I mean, talk about, we talked, you know, about going through the darkness about how, you know, those are just part of our human experience that, that just make it more rich. And so it's this weird place I found myself of like almost milking my unpleasant feelings for more than I ever have. And, you know, I don't know if you know anything on the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram seven. And so I do not like unpleasant feelings, but with kind of a new perspective, it's like, oh, this is grief. Oh, this is humility. And this is, you know, anger, all of it. And Mm -hmm. so um, really accepting that as part of a full life. Yeah. And realizing you don't have to hold on to that, you know, like, I think that was, that's been really eye-opening, like through the energy work and things like that. It's like, oh, you have, you know, a trauma here. You've, you know, you're, you've got a heart block here, you know, heart wall here and whatever. And, and just to realize like, it is just feelings. It's just energy, just to just release it. Like you don't have to carry it around. Like, you know, and I obviously, you know, growing up in rural Nebraska that, you know, you don't talk about your feelings. You don't talk about like you just like you don't talk about how your dad hurt your feelings when you were sorting cows and you got yelled <laughs> at. I'm like, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about you know, like you just there's not time. It's not necessary. It's That's like we just yep. you know. And and I think part of that is a lot of living out here was it, it is survival, you know, it was mm-hmm, you know, obviously mm-hmm. when we first came out here and so you know, but obviously we've we've moved past that and, and just kind of like looking at like, it's okay for your boys to cry and it's okay for me to cry. And it's okay yeah. 
to say it's okay you know, for me to get pissed off or yeah, you know it's like it's fine and you know it's yeah like you don't ha- you know no one has to hold on to it and we can talk about it we can move on we can you can tell each other I love you like oh that's you know new novel idea <laughs> like you know like yeah. it's okay they're just feelings it, they really you know like there's no right or wrong it's right. just a feeling let it go you know like process it let it go I think that's a really good segue into like like I yeah talk to me about your energy work or or what's what's go happening with that or with you right now with me right now okay so um like I said I've just I've been doing some energy work which again is not something six months ago that I I would have been <laughs> I don't know I yeah and and just learn like you learn so much about yourself when you start and and I and I've done body coding and I've done Reiki now and I've done you know some like Thai yoga where they're, you know, they're trying to find the areas of your body where it's stored and help you kind of work it out there. And yeah, like I said, I think you learn a lot about yourself. Um, You have to have an open mind, but at the end of the day, like I realized how much energy was that I was holding that could be used for other things. So like my, I have a circle next week and we're talking about being limitless, like, we are all limitless. Okay. And like, what does that mean? And so I was like trying to come up with like, how do I explain limitless? Like what, are, like, and, and this is kind of what I came up with is, so we're all made of energy, everything around us. Like we are energy, we are energy, you know, um, in a physical form, basically. So if we're energy, and this is the science nerd in me. <laughs> energy can not be created nor destroyed. So we all have the same amount of energy. We're 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 created in it. We have it. But if we don't, if we hold on to things, if we don't process things, if we're not doing the work and healing, we were like that energy is bound up, you know, and so it's not flowing freely. So we can't utilize it. If that makes sense, like it's it's kind of like that whole chemical reaction. Okay. But hold on. Okay. So let's talk about like feelings and trauma, like stuck in your body. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just kind of, would you say like contracted energy? I guess I've heard feelings as like vibrations right. within your body and, and then they can get stuck. Mm-hmm. And so um, you've done body coding and Reiki and mm-hmm. Man, I'm bringing on some energy. I have I have actually had a lot of energy healers on here, and I I do find it really fascinating. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. So you have like, yeah, you have energy stuck. So my mom died a couple years ago of lung cancer. Mm-hmm. She, I don't. She's not a smoker. She was super right. healthy. All of the things. Do you know who Louise Hay is? Mm-mm. Have you heard of her? Well, okay. <laughs> I I don't know, maybe that was part of my weird thing. So she had, I think, ovarian cancer, stage four. Mm-hmm. And she started, I think she's just started writing like forgiveness letters to people. Mm-hmm. And she ended up completely healing herself and with like affirmations. But there was some download that she had that your illnesses or whatever ailments were kind of connected to feelings that weren't processed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I kind of looked that up. I'm like, why did my mom 
get sick with lung cancer. And, you know, that's like right in your heart chakra. Mm -hmm. And so she is a woman that experienced, you know, massive amounts of grief. I mean, she lost three different brothers and three different car accidents, a sister, you know, when her as a was 12. And so, you know, as I read about it, it was a lot of grief that, you know, I, I know her sister died when she was five and then her brothers, I think they were pretty close in age, you know, in her like early twenties when she had just had, you know, my older brother and then a set of twins. And I think she lost the, the two brothers within like a year's time. And, but a lot of unprocessed grief lives, you know, in your heart. And she was a very light, just fun person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is a part of me that really thinks that that cancer was, you know, caused by unprocessed feelings of grief. Mm-hmm. When I look into it, I'm like, it just, it makes a lot of sense to me. And so mm-hmm. that importance of moving those feelings and even just recognizing, I, you know, you get a stomach ache, like, what is it? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, getting back in touch with yourself and yeah. thinking about how much like we outsource, you know, all of our our ailments, our feelings, all of this are like, I don't feel good. I'm going to scroll on my phone, um, yes. you know, buffer it and some yeah. things like that. So again, I talked a whole bunch, <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah, bringing that into, you know, the energy work, do you see, is that kind of what you're seeing when you're, when you're doing your energy work is kind of being able to get in some help processing that? Yeah. So like I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia almost 12 years ago. Oh, geez. I had like, you know, and I don't, if you, if nobody knows what it is, it's, it's basically unexplained pain in your body. And mm-hmm. like, no one, they're kind of like, yep, that's what you have. Good luck. You know, I mean, that's pretty much what I got was like, right. Good luck, you know? Um, and so I would, you know, I, I did have a lot of pain in my muscles and again, it was very unexplained. And then just doing some of the energy work, you know, I realized like I was carrying a lot of trauma and a lot of feelings and the where, where, and I obviously didn't share this with the different practitioners that I went to, but where they would find the trapped energy was where I would have the most pain, where I've yeah. had the most pain and the most issues, you know, and as moving it out and things like that, my pain has lessened. And I'm not saying this is a cure-all and I'm not saying like Western, you know, like the, that our, the medis- the medical field is right. not way to go but you know I do like you said I do think there is is there's a place for it there is a place I think there's a good again it doesn't have to be this or this it can be this and this bringing them together and you know I've been doing learning sound healing and Mm -hmm. learning more about like how frequencies can heal you know so much and can can change how you know can free inflammation from your body and like it sounds like way out there you know but like there's studies being done and they're they're learning things and I was having a conversation with my sister-in-law who's a who's a nurse practitioner and you know I'm just like have you like seen the sound healing and you know so I was talking to her about it she goes honestly she goes I'm sure there's stuff that we have no clue about like that we we've not been exposed to that you know like we've no one be like it, it was for a really long time. And then it was like, nope, penicillin and aspirin. That's, right. you know, and then I just kind of went that other way, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's something like to the masculine and feminine, um, you know, the masculine way of, you know, healthcare and healing and then the feminine way. Um, and I do, you know, we talked about her story um, with Sarah Lee mm-hmm. and 
I know you're exploring like the witch trials. Mm-hmm. These were people that were very in tuned with all of the energy mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> they were considered witches. And so all of that stuff was stumped out and, you know, considered evil. Cause there'll be, I mean, I still think that's within the ethos is there's people that'll be like, Oh, not doing Reiki, not touching right. it. Even right. though it has, you know, nothing to do with right. any it, sort it, of dogma. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, and, yeah. And yeah. I do. Yeah. Like I said, I think I had said that in our, in our pre-interview with like, I'm, ex- you know, exploring, you know, kind of looking at how the witch trials like interrupted feminism, interrupted that divine feminine presence mm-hmm. in our, you know, country and, and like, you know, because yes, the things that I'm we're talking about are the very things that, you know, <laughs> no more Jenny back in the 1600s. <laughs> right. like, uh, you know, we, 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 <laughs> yeah, there, we would not be here, you know, and right, but there's truth behind it. And I think it, you know, it, it and it doesn't kind of match, it doesn't always align with, with what, you know, some of those society beliefs or, or you know, the, the, those who founded our country, it, it didn't quite align, you know? And I think, you know, that's kind of where it, it's, it bubbled up. Doing the energy work, I realized like the generational trauma that we all carry. Yeah. And, it, you know, and, and then like, you know, if you talk to your parents or grandparents, like some of the things they went through when they were kids For and sure. they just act like, or they just talk like it's not, a, you know, like not a, not a traumatic This is thing. what happened. This was a Tuesday. Oh. And- yeah and i think it again it it gets stuck it 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 gets passed on and i think we're at a time where we don't want like we don't want that like we want to to counteract that and and like heal from it so we're not continually perpetuating this so what would july jenny think of all of this conversation No, I, I I honestly have no idea. Like I said, I like I I couldn't have even fathomed. Like I and I know I'm sure my husband. You know, sometimes he just looks at me like, okay, like hey, I'm going to a sound bath. He's like, okay, like he's like I don't even know what I don't know what that is. Like sure, you know, but but I think he like I said he's curious he's yeah. not like ready to go to a sound yeah. like I did play I do I do course bowls and I, I brought him out in the living room and was playing him and he's like oh that's really cool you know like that's pretty cool like you can feel yeah you can feel it and and my kids are not impressed by it but um <laughs> it's fine it's fine um <laughs> it's fine my kids are like will you stop Bernie Sage in the house no. <laughs> it was feeling that's weird in cool. here nothing like, yeah, like, you know, like I got together with some friends for w- winter solstice. And I think, again, it's just exploring those pieces yeah. that, that, you know, where you're not allowed to talk about that or not. It's like, why? What? Like, what? Why? What? Like, what's so scary about it? It's what not- is so scary about I know I love the winter solstice. So, yeah, let's. So I want to bring it back around. We talked about carrying it forward. How long after your August retreat? Did you um, start doing women's circles? Um, so I came back and I, I think in September, like, cause I, I was intrigued <laughs> by the women's circle. And so I didn't even know what it was. Like I just saw the pictures and I, you know, was like saw the videos and kind of researched a little bit. I was like, I love this idea. Like I just, like, I was just like drawn to it. And so I just kind of like, it was people I knew just kind of put it out there. Like, Hey, that I'm just, I'm going to do this. And I had no idea what I was, I have, 
I was like, I don't know what we're doing, but this is what we're going to talk about. We did it on a new moon. So I was like, let's just talk about like new moon and what, like, what, what is, you know, like, what does that mean? And like, you know, what are, what is man, you know, manifestation mm-hmm. and it's setting intentions and how do you, you know, what does that mean? And things like that. And um, so then I did it and was like, I had like eight people show up, which I thought I was just going to be like me and my sister. Like I thought, you know, I had convinced her to come and that was about <laughs> it. And, um, and so then I was like, uh, you know, I just feel like, and there were so many people that were like, oh my gosh. Like I've been like, this is, I, this is like, you're explaining what I've been wanting. Like, this is, I've wanted this, I've wanted this connection. I've wanted to, to have these groups and and meet. And, you know, and I was like, oh, okay. like All right. Like, and so then I finally talked to the, the founder of Sacred Woman. I was like, what is it? Like, I would like to, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Cause I feel like I just like went to my first retreat and I feel like, how am I qualified to do this? (laughs) Like, what am I, you know? And just kind of took two giant steps and here we are. So, yeah. How cool. How many circles have you had? So I've had, so this month will be, so I had my first official sacred woman circle in November. So this has been like my third, fourth one, but third official sacred woman collective. And I'm actually co-hosting with um, a yoga teacher here. She does yoga and sound healing and body coding. She's, she's the, the person I went to for the body coding. Does um, she live in North Platte? Yes, she lives here in North Platte, and she's um, in the process. Look at all these weirdos right there in yeah, North Platte. So that's the like I went to the street <laughs> thinking like we don't have this back in the brat. Like there's nothing like there's nothing. yeah. And um, when I came back and I kind of you know announced that I was doing Sacred Woman Collective, I was having people message me and text me like, oh my gosh, you know like this is or I know this person, and it was like we're all doing it like over here and over here and like it was because again like you're a little like nervous to talk about this right. yeah you know yeah. it's a little like do you know what i know that you like do we know like do you know what i know like, <laughs> we're gonna have to like how start flashing signs i know <laughs> like, yeah, like a little cool. <laughs> like a handshake or something you know <laughs> and so like even my even my son's teacher you know she called me up and was talking something about my son and like this and she goes oh she goes tell me more like tell me a little bit like what's this like what are you what, what's this circle that you're doing and i'm just like oh my gosh like here we go like what did my son say first of all and <laughs> um, like i was i was like well, and you know, I'm just sort of like trying to glaze on the surface. Like we just, you know, we're just coming together and we talk about self-care. I always start with self-care because I don't, you know, it's a very kind of a neutral ground. Right. Like, oh, I'm a Reiki master. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yes. I can talk to, okay. Yes. This is what it, you know, <laughs> and I think yes. that's silly because it's not scary what we do, but it is scary for some people to yeah, like, I think uh, there's something ingrained in us because I found just my own perceptions have almost been wrong. You know, my friend Renee, you know Renee, we run yeah. um, our butterfly retreats and I bring goddess cards and I like yeah. to do, you know, we had summer stolsis ritual and I'm like, you know, there's people that are coming that I'm like, uh, like, should I still do this? And, you know, she's a therapist and so she was awesome on like walking me through my feelings of it, but everybody just like participated and had fun. And, you know, there was, I, I really didn't have that need to be so scared. So that was nice to see. One thing I love like talking to my guests about is, you know, you, you do something and all of a sudden like a whole new world 
like opens up to you because you know you have like July, June, July, Jenny, and then mm-hmm. you go to this retreat and you you dig in, and then here you find somebody who can do body coating and Reiki and <laughs> you know all of this stuff in your own community, and so it's I just think it's fascinating how you know we can just take one step as humans, and now we start to see the world or just like a whole new world opens up for us. You know, talk about limitless. I think that's like, hey, we didn't even know this existed. And, you know, look what's happening. So that's kind of what I see is just, um, yeah, just opening doors to completely different worlds that you really didn't even consider new existed. Yeah. And I think it's just like you become curious about everything, you know, like it, you kind of release any fear that you would have over things because what do we have to be scared of? I mean, like, like what, like really truly what is, what is there to be scared of? Like approach things with a curiosity, learn, question, have conversations with people that you might not uh, have had conversations with and, and just realize that no matter what they look like or what their path is or what you might think about them they're they're a soul in a in a human body they're made up of the same energy you are yeah that you know their path has been completely different but it's not wrong like right like it it's okay like it it's not wrong you know i had a whole conversation with the gal at the retreat she's like well what about feminism i mean like what if i said that i wanted to not work and might let my husband support me and just stay home and raise the kids and i'm like good for you like that's amazing like yeah, that speaks to your soul. Exactly. And I think that that might be also it. Living your truth and living your best yeah. life and letting go of what anyone expects you. Like you, it's you, it's finding your own path. Right. You know, and it really, I guess, doesn't necessarily have much to do with male or female. It's just, it's embracing that part of you. Mm-hmm. And if you want to wear all pink all the time, like knock yourself out. If you yeah. don't want, if you want to wear black all the time, if you don't want to wear makeup, if you want to, it doesn't matter. Like it, it's, it's, that's the beauty of this, this journey is right. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. I've heard that we're in the fourth wave of feminism right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think where people really have a hard time is in that first wave, but the first, I mean, what happened is women really had to become very masculine in order to attain any, I mean, women couldn't have their own banks, bank accounts until like the seventies or eighties. So we really had to step into a very hyper-masculine, you know, area to get any access to that. And so it's kind of changed throughout the way. And, you know, I know that just that rattled so many cages, but I know that I stand on those women's, you know, shoulders who really mm-hmm. went through difficult times. And, you know, we talk about being scared and we're scared of somebody maybe not liking us, but they really had to endure, right. you know, so much to get there. And so now we're at that wave in feminism where we can start to let go of that masculine shield. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of just bringing, just honoring the feminine alongside the masculine and showing that, you know, these two parts of ourselves, these two, you know, parts of society, they complement each other. They work mm-hmm. well together. They bring a balance. And, um, and so that's kind of where we are now is to where we can wear all pink, 
we can own the fact that maybe some of us really like that archetype where we're nurturers, we take care of the house, we do this, or we can honor the archetype where we're sexual and, you know, and can express that part of us. And so just being able to, um, yeah, just express the essence of who we are and letting that be okay. And so it's kind of fun. I think it's a fun time to be a lady. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I do. I think it's great. And I'm excited for, you know, the, the generate, you know, my daughter is 20 and, you know, just her outlook on things and the way, you know, she approaches things. Mm-hmm. Is, I remember at, at the circle last month, I was talking about how she'll probably kill me for saying this too on this podcast, but that'll be a different story. But <laughs> <laughs> she, like, I remember like, as far as like body positivity, like, yeah. I don't think I like, I will never talk about how much I weigh. Like it still says the same weight on my driver's license that it did like, <laughs> 30 ago, like 30 years ago. Like it just, we don't talk about it. It's, you know, whatever. And then I remember when she was in high school, she was like, she said something about like, well, so, you know, everyone in my home room, they couldn't believe I weighed this much. And she said, her like, and I'm like, you said, like, you told your whole class, like in front of, like, and she's like, yeah, I'm just like, good for you. Like, like I'm dying inside because I'm just thinking like, but I think again, just excited that she didn't care. It's just a number. Like just who cares? And I'm just like, I was, that was just, I was still just like floored. Right. Oh no, that's, it's cool to see the direction that it's going for sure. Well, so we're wrapping up on time. I don't mean to keep you more over. Um, but I do want to know, so you've talked about blogging, where can people find your work and where can they like get information on your circles? So asking for um, a friend. Sacred, um, yeah. Sacred <laughs> Woman Collective, um, Sacred Woman Collective, NE.com. And we have Facebook, uh, TikTok and Instagram as well. Do you put out a lot of content? I'm starting to. Oh, TikTok is funny. Oh, just funny because I am not. <laughs> I'm new to all this, but I, I mean, I do try. Um, SacredWomenCollective.com is is kind of the main branch, the founding branch, and then you can get get to all the other branches that are that are popping up. You know, and and we're all different, and we all have a different take on healing mm-hmm. and. Yeah, things like that. But, I, you know, I'll be doing more circles. I've had a lot of interest across the state. So um, once the threat of bad weather is <laughs> snow anyway is gone, I'm going to start trying to host some throughout the state just to kind of get people interested and connected with each other. And Well, I would love to bring you in for a butterfly retreat. Yes. I, yeah. I, I think I already told her a name like, um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually going next month. I'm going out to California and I'm learning transformational breathing to be breathwork facilitator because that out of all the healing modalities that I've experienced, that has been the most transformational for myself. Um, and I just think there's a huge opportunity for people to heal through just breathwork. So very cool. Excellent. Is your blogs on um, the Sacred Woman Collective NE.com? So, yeah. So I just, I have one started on there. I also have cultivating um, feminism.com is, is one that's kind of for, was for my catalyst project. Okay. I've been lax on that because I like, <laughs> I, I got to start it on this and I need to kind of 
get a balance here sure. between the two. But but the yeah, cultivating feminism is more just about feminism. And it's about my personal journey with embracing, you know, like you said, that that feminine side that I was always told to kind of like tone it down, yeah. don't do right. this, and and just kind of you know exploring you know things that come up. So yeah, I have, I have a couple different things out there. Very so. cool. Very cool. Okay. One last question. Do you have a new year's ritual? A new year's ritual? Or a new, yeah, a, of any sort. New um, year's something that you do or something maybe new since. So this you- year was the first year I did like, so this whole first week I'm doing like a lot of manifestation work and a vision board and kind of like working again, never really done that kind of stuff, but did the whole vision board, like I said, have been trying to, to do more manifestation, setting intentions, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, so we'll see what happens okay. with that, but <laughs> cool. nope, I think that'll be really fun. Um, I was just really sick for most of the year and I use like, I think new year's is probably my favorite holiday, mostly just because of that energy of like, let's go, let's, you know, set some intentions. And I also really like planning. I didn't realize that I right. like that so much. Um, and I was just like so sick. So um, uh, I'm getting to aware like, okay, I can do some things now and have some excitement towards goals or, you know, just living a life with intention. So I'm, I'm borrowing from other people to see what they're doing. I went to a sound bath on New Year's Eve. Oh, um, cool. Just to kind of set the vibration high and get like, try to like hone in on some of that energy. And yeah. So like I said, I'm just kind of really going full force with trying to, to you, to, I guess, get in touch with the energy, you know, like my energy as like, now that I've had some freed up and I feel better and yeah, ready to utilize it for good. <laughs> you know, of- right. Or just holding on to it. I love that you're utilizing it for good. And for people listening, like one thing I would say, like, absolutely do it for the healing, do it to live with intention. But like, would you say this is kind of fun? Like, it's a fun way to live. Like, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm having so much more fun. Yeah. Like just to believe in the magic, I guess, like to believe in the magic again of why not? Like, you know, I think I said before, like the rules are made up. The points don't matter. Like the rules are made up. The points don't matter. Yes. And I I would think that's a great (laughs) takeaway for like, yeah, like, like, why not? Why couldn't, you know, like we were, t- you know, we, we were planning Limitless, the circle. And I was like, you know, like I've always wanted to be a ballet, ballet dancer. I'm like, I think I missed my mark. But I'm like, you know, not really. Like I could still be ballet, yeah. ballet dancer. Maybe not in the, like what I would have envisioned. I'm not right. going to be like a famous ballet dancer. But like I could go learn ballet. Like, why not? Like, why? You know, like what's stopping us from doing what? what like our heart is calling for. And I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned is if you're, if your heart is saying yes, then that's the path you need to go down because I've, you know, tried to self doubt and everything with, with sacred women collective and my, my mentors and the people that I I've kind of been looking to for guidance are like, but, but what does your heart say? Like, what are you? And I'm like, it's saying yes. Like it's, and then they're like, then do it. Like, let go of those, the the self doubt and the you know the limiting beliefs because yeah, that's that's what you're that's what you're 
that's your path. That's where you're supposed to go. That's your path. Well, Jenny, this has been so much fun. Thanks so much for coming on the yeah, pod. Thanks for having me. I think I it's a great way to <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was kind of doing my like pods as you know, as it goes. Um, you know, I'm not scared. I wasn't scheduling anything out. I just did not have the capacity. And so <laughs> feels feels good to feel good again. So yeah. all is well. Well, happy new year. Yes, and, happy new year to you. Um, yeah, I'll be I, I'd love to come up to one of the circles. I'm you're not too far away from me, so right. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Very excited. Yeah, me me too. I would love to have you and and anyone else. So sounds good. All right. Well, great. Have a great weekend. Yep, you too. Take care. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 